a fun discussion on the way here tonight and uh, just my mind was kind of being uh, stimulated just to think about what to share tonight and um, I was just reminded of some verses so uh, I just thought we could talk about living in the moment with God like walking moment by moment and I was reminded of an interesting verse in Isaiah 27 and uh, just think about that for a minute. Great singing, by the way. <laughs> that was awesome. I, I just, you close your eyes and it's just you and God, right? So it's a beautiful thing. Father, bless these thoughts to our hearts tonight. Thank you that we showed up by faith tonight. And we just give you the glory. And we just praise you. Ask that you'd speak tonight to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. So I was just thinking about, you know, we got a lot going on in our world. I've talked to a lot of people. I'm sure you have too that maybe are kind of wondering what's going to happen next. Uh, there's kind of like, I don't know, feel like you're on a cliff just kind of looking over the edge and just wondering, you know, what's going to happen next. And somebody said to me recently, like, what am I going to do now? Like, what should be my next step? And uh, I found myself asking myself that same question. How many have asked yourselves that question? <laughs> All of us, right? And I just thought that the will of God does not change. And the will of God is to walk with God moment by moment. And I just think that's such an important thing more than ever because if I walk ahead of God, then I'll get anxious. Right? and fearful because his promise and provision are not in front of me anymore. I'm in front of them, and I'm assuming what the will of God is. But uh, really, God has given a provision for our lives, and you know what that is? It's to walk with him moment by moment. That's why our feet, step by step, you know, we were made just to take one step at a time. You know, it's the same thing. Uh, in our decisions. We can only make a decision at a time. Um, but to think about how right now with God will prepare you for what's coming next. And if I'm too, too much thinking ahead, then I'll actually miss what God's doing now. Like I love our time here in Frederick. And it's, it's a new beginning. It's a small beginning. And we're told not to despise those small beginnings. Why? Because God is in it. I really believe it. Every time we come here, uh, there's something beautiful that happens. I love just being with the team. I love being with Pastor Dennis uh, and, and everyone. It's like, and we had a blast Saturday, you know. We met Legion, a female Legion. I'll never forget her. God save her soul. Uh, but we had, I mean, it was, we took authority over that whole area uh, down in the Riverwalk, and um, we were talking on the way here that sometimes uh, the devil goes unchallenged in areas for a long time. And then when you show up with the kingdom of God, power of God, the spirit of God, it stirs up the atmosphere, stirs up demons. And that's a good thing. It means we're breaking new ground, right? So thank you for traveling here tonight and being with us. So Isaiah 27, 2, um, 
I remember this is a verse that our founding pastor would often talk about, verse 3 in particular. Uh, well, two, in the day I'll sing to her a vineyard of red wine. I, the Lord, keep it. I water it every moment, lest any hurt it. And I keep it night and day. Okay, you know, he's talking about uh, the garden of God, like how we are God's garden. And he waters it moment by moment. Now, there's a lot of figurative language here, but I want you to catch that phrase. I water it moment by moment. So I want to talk a little bit about what is it, what does it mean to walk with God moment by moment. And I, I really think that's the provision that God has for us right now because we are not prepared for what is coming unless we are walking with him moment by moment. And it's very easy to look way ahead and, for, and, and miss what God is doing now. And I, I want, to, want you to kept, catch this statement. What's happening now will prepare you for what will happen next. Okay? You know, we're thinking maybe step four, step five. Like, And I love our planning of faith. And, and we should have a, a vision of faith. But it, it, it must not take away from the now, like what's happening now. Tonight, we're in the presence of God by faith, meeting God, and he's going to water you and I moment by moment. How many gardeners do we have here? Anybody, any gardeners? Okay. So, Pastor Gary, if you pour water, if you pour the whole bucket of water on that seedling, what's going to happen? Yeah. It'll drown it. It'll wash it right away. It'll probably crush it, right? But if, if you, like my wife was working with these little, um, these little, I don't know what they, I don't know if they're tomato plants or cucumbers or something like that, these little itty bitty things. And it's like, you have to, you have to drop like little droplets of water from a droplet. You have to be very careful. <laughs> Otherwise this thing will be like crushed by the thing that's supposed to nourish it. Right? So, all right, let's flip over to first John. I want to show you an interesting verse that ministered to me in first John chapter five. So, moment by moment, okay? So, God has a provision for you and I every moment. When you and I turn to Him, He will uh, give you a word. He'll give you peace that passes understanding. And I read these verses and I thought, wow, these are so true in the day and age we live in. I was speaking with our churches in the Ukraine, and, and as many as you know, there's a there's a real issue in the Ukraine uh, where uh, war seems imminent. But I was blessed to hear that our pastor there is praying and he's seeking God and he's not entering into fear, which is so easy to do. It's so easy to like look ahead and say, oh, what are we going to do? Well, Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat said, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. What was he doing? He was living in the moment. Right? I can't even tell you what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, you know, we don't know what a day will bring, right? And we pray that God will bring great things, but we're living today today because today prepares us for tomorrow. All right, 518, it says, We know that whosoever is born of God does not sin or habitually sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. What a great promise that is. And we know that we are of God in the whole world, lies under the sway of the wicked one, okay? If that's not true more than ever today, then I don't know whatever, whatever is, you know? So blatant. 
But I love this next verse. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding. And this is what happens when we live in the moment. God gives us understanding. He gives us wisdom for our families, for our jobs, for our personal lives. And this is what he shows us. That we may know who is true, and we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ, that is the true God and eternal life. Now, I've never seen a verse that has had three truths in it. Have you? I love that. I love this verse. What's he going to show you? He's going to show you what's true, who is true, and what you're a part of that is true. That's awesome. What a promise. You know, Pilate says, what is truth? And truth was standing right in front of him. That can happen to us, can it? We can be very disillusioned. But we are in truth. All right. So how does this happen? All right, look at 2 Corinthians with me. How does it happen that we can find truth in a very confusing time? Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. This is how it happened. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 through 19. Now, we know when we're not in the moment when stress starts to bear down on us, right? Now, stress is, stress, some stress is good, right? The right kind of stress, uh, you know, hydraulics need a certain type of pressure to move, right? But there's, when we internalize stress, trying to internalize things that we can't control, what happens? We get anxiety. It's the mood of stress. All of a sudden, we take on the spirit of the problems that we're part of, that, that, we're, that we're in. You ever talk to somebody and they got a lot going on in their life and it's like you can enter into their warfare, you can enter into that spirit and all of a sudden their spirit is starting to disrupt your spirit. Like what is that? Okay? We're no longer living in the moment, but we're living in some we're 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 ahead of God in that moment, we could say. All right, so what's the answer? What's the answer? And you're doing this tonight. It's amazing. So 17, 517, we understand that old things are passed away, all things have become new. Few of us live in that verse, right? Because the old, you know, can be so much in our face. But God says all things have become new. And this is how it happens. Now, all things are of God. That's quite a statement. All things are of God who has reconciled us unto himself. So we could say there's a purpose to all things, and the purpose to all things is that we would be reconciled to God, that we would walk with God moment by moment. Imagine that perspective in trouble, uh, in things we can't change, in problems that we are just absolutely uh, want to have to be, uh, to be over and to get beyond. God is saying, I want you to be reconciled to me. Okay, let's let's read it. Uh, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Okay, that's awesome. So now as we walk with God, we teach others how to walk with God. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So in Frederick, what's our ministry? 
I mean, it's re- and we're reconciling people to God, right? Do we know all the answers? No, but we're part of someone. We're part of something that's true. The truth, absolute truth, is in us, and we're causing people to turn to righteousness. Like I think that was our message Saturday. It's like you know, the truth and this the stability we have is based in being reconciled to God. I don't know about you. Uh, have you ever gotten lost? I remember getting lost when I was a kid on Wells Beach. And I don't know, I was picking up recyclable cans. I don't know if you ever did that when you were a kid. And it was great. You have five, five cents a can. So I'm there I am. I wandered away from my parents and I'm picking up these recyclable cans. And I'm like so excited that I'm getting like, you know, 55, 60 cents. Because I, I used to play video games when I was a kid. I used to get all my quarters together and then blow it, right? I didn't realize this, but I was far away from my parents. I couldn't find them. I was before I before I <laughs> I got picked my head up. I was like, oh my gosh, where am I? You know, where are my parents? And I I began to panic. I began to panic. And when you're like seven or eight years old, you can't really process things like maturely. So so I'm like I'm like calling my parents' name out. Like I'm on the beach and I'm like, mom, dad, and you know, freaking out, and some people had some compassion on me, and they're like, they, they see some kid with a bag of cans. I probably look like a homeless person or something. Some cute kid. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Adam. <laughs> uh, so, so they they like ask me questions, and and they help me retrace my steps back to where I came from, and they reconciled me back to my parents, and I was so happy that I kind of forgot about my bag of cans. I was just so happy not to be lost anymore, you know? And that's 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 what our life is about. We we get lost or we deviate and uh, really wander away, and then God says, come back to me. Come back to me. And we're reconciled to our purpose. We're reconciled to our value. We're reconciled to him. I would say no matter what happens, and we're believing God for great things in our nation um, you know, for the gospel's sake, no matter what happens, we are reconciled to God in a moment. Let's say we sin. Repentance reconciles us back to God in a moment, right? Let's say we uh, say something we regret to somebody. What, what do we do? We reconcile ourselves to God, and then we go to that person alone, and we build again that 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 spirit of of. Uh, of reconciliation, a word of reconciliation, and a word of repentance. It's amazing. All right, let me show you something interesting. So how do we walk by moment by moment? We're reconciled to God, right? We may not be able to be reconciled to people. Sometimes people won't forgive us. Even though we forgive them, they don't forgive us. So what do we do? We reconcile ourselves to God, and we trust that person will be reconciled to God and then to us, hopefully. And if not, that's between them and God. That's the hardest thing, isn't it? When people don't forgive you. Oh, man, that's brutal. It's like you look at them and they're like scowling and you're like, okay, Lord God, forgive me. You know, crucify me again and again. Just because I don't know about you. I can't, I hate error between people. I hate that, you know. God says, just be reconciled to me. Walk with me. I'll take care of you moment by moment. I'll give you a word of, of hope and love and grace and care. And I'll just trust me for that other person. All right, last thing I'll share. Look at look at this in Jude 21. I love 
This is a great promise. Now, the word, when you think of this, think of that word now. I, a couple of verses. Now is the time. All right. Before, before Jude, look at Romans 13. Sorry. There it is. I'm doing it again here. Romans 13. Now. That's important. You ever tell your kid, now. Adam, I'm sure you've never had to say that to your awesome kiddos. Not later. Like I love when my kid goes to eat dinner. It's like, wash your hands. It's like, it's like you have to be like, you know, have to be very persuasive. It's like, no, not after you eat. Okay, not while you're eating, but now. <laughs> wash your hands now. It's like timing is really important, right? All right. You know, look at Romans 13, 11 before I read Jude 21. And do this knowing the time that now is high time to wake out of your sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Don't do it tomorrow. Don't do it in, uh, in a month or two. Do it right now. You know, have you ever noticed the devil's like always saying like he's he's the great procrastinator? He's like, ah, you can do it later. Uh, it's not a big deal. You know, you know, you know, you're not hurting anybody. He's always the great procrastinator. But what's Jesus saying? Come to me now. Reconcile with me now. Think with me now. Isn't that good? And he says he says the same thing in Second Corinthians six two. Look at this in 2 Corinthians 6, 6, 2. How are you doing? You guys all right? Oh, good. I mean, imagine how full our life is when we walk moment by moment. Pastor gave a good illustration. Like, we can want something so much in our future that we miss today. And then when it finally comes, we can even be disappointed because it's not as great as we thought it would be. God's like, walk with me now. And I will make the next thing great in your life. All right. 6.2 of Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. Now is the acceptable time, and I have heard you in the day of salvation, and I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. What a promise, right? What a promise, right? When do we forgive our neighbor? Now. When do we love ourselves? Now. When do we give grace to our enemy? Now. Why? Because the devil's all about stealing moments, right? If he can steal five minutes here, then he'll try to steal another five or ten minutes there. If we give him an inch, what's he do? He takes a mile, doesn't he? All right. Let's flip back to Jude 21. Living in the now. It's good. I don't know about you, my mind is always moving. I like to plan, I like to think. But if I'm, if my plans take me away from now, then I, I miss the presence of God. I miss the presentness of God. Somebody once said it like the presence of God could be like the presentness of God. Like God working now. Okay, What's God going to do in Grace's life tonight? Well, God may add something to Grace's life that will bless her and give her wisdom for tomorrow, right? 
We pray that for all of our lives, right? Somebody once said, I was talking with a 14-year-old girl today and just kind of ministering to her with her mom. And I said, what does the love of God mean to you? When you hear these words, love, what, how do they translate to you? And she gave me a very good definition. And I said, I said, okay. I said, you're right. But what does it mean to you now? You know, in this present state of need, that God is loving you. God is wanting you. God is present with you. He'll never leave you. And just kind of drilling down and bringing it into the value of the moment, this young lady just really realized that it's you can't just understand things in your brain only. It has to be in the heart. It has to be something the Spirit leads you in. All right. Okay, let's check this out. Jude 21. Well, let's say verse 20. Uh, but you, beloved, this is what you should do right now, okay? This is the will of God every day. Build yourselves up in the most holy faith. We could add a word there. We could say now. Now. When do I prepare for temptation? Now. <laughs> when do I prepare for encouragement? Now, right? Uh, when is it that I build myself up? Always, really, now. Not when I'm strong, because then, oh, you know, I'm okay, I'll just coast when I'm strong. No, no, I prepare for weakness when we're, when we're strong, right? Build up yourselves in the most holy faith. And that's literally a construction term. You're building up an edifice in your spirit. What's going on now in Frederick is you're building yourself up now to disciple others, uh, walk with God in a personal way. What's another thing we do now? Praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. I don't know how to pray. Do you know how to pray? Do you, do you, know, do you know how to pray for, like we prayed tonight, just kind of like things that came to our heart. We, we're in the moment with God, right? Praying, right? Keeping yourself in the love of God. When do you do that? We do that now. Like keep yourself in a place where God is loving you. You know, that's awesome, right? Like I think as believers, if we don't have a biblical center, we will leave the place where I'm being loved. We will not find a place of refuge. Because <clears throat> biblical center keeps us spiritually alive, right? I mean, imagine I've talked to people, maybe you too, that haven't gone to church in a year. I mean, how do you survive uh, not ha not fellowshipping with saints for a year? I mean, sure, God is God and anything is possible, but that must be very difficult, I'm sure. Keep yourselves in the love of God now. Isn't that good? And how about this one? Looking for mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Now. Not, not when you're or I am in failure, but we look for mercy now. So I just want to encourage our hearts tonight that um, letting God water us moment by moment, it's amazing. You know, little, little bit of, little bit of love, right? It says in an earlier verse here, it says, those having compassion have great impact. Why? Because it's, ha it's happening now. Uh, we prepare for uh, the blessing now. We prepare for the faith step now. 
you know, I'll just close with this. Uh, you know, we settle things in our heart now so that we walk in convictions under pressure. You know, you ever been under pressure? You're just like under the gun and it's like it's stressful and it's easy to be anxious. But when we're keeping ourselves in the love of God, we're building ourselves up in the most holy faith, we're looking for mercy. These things keep us functioning under pressure, keep us uh, effective when the whole world lies in wickedness. Um, I just love that. So let's be like a garden, amen? Let's be like a garden and let God water us. Let John chapter 15, let the, let the great husbandman, right? The great gardener take care of his vineyard. Because <laughs> if the weeds come up, right? If things encroach upon us, what, what's it going to do? It's going to choke out potential fruit-bearing vines, right? I love that. I love that. So right now prepares us for the next thing that God has for us. So I guess my point, my last point, and most important point is let's be, let's walk close to God in these days. Let's be reconciled to him. Remember Peter started to drift. He was distant. John chapter 6, Jesus said, will you also go away from me, Peter? And what did Jesus say? I, what did Peter say? I'm sorry. Will you also go away? And Peter says, no, Lord, to whom shall we go? All right, 663. Who has the words of life? What was that? That was reconciliation. That was like, okay, I drifted. God in my head. God's like, okay, a little bit of shaking up. And all of a sudden, boom, we're walking in step. We're walking together agreed. We're walking in faith. So, precious Father, thank you tonight. We thank you, Lord, that we want to be walking moment by moment with you. We want to be receiving from you. We want to be rejoicing uh, in what you rejoice in and casting away those things that don't bring glory to you, Lord. And uh, reconcile us, Lord, uh, in truth. Thank you, Father, today. Keep us in the love of God. Lord, thank you that you're loving us. Thank you, God, that your love uh, doesn't demand a change, but it produces a change in us. Thank you, Lord, for that. Lord, thank you for mercy that takes away what we deserve. Thank you, Father, for that rejoicing against judgment. Help us to build ourselves up in the truth, the truth of, of the moment of who you are in us and through us. So, Lord, thank you tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the provision moment by moment, every tick of the clock, every step of faith. Lord, thank you. Lord, continue to bless your people here. Build your church in Frederick and uh, each person. We look at people as the most valuable part of our work here. Thank you, Lord. It's your work. In Jesus' name, amen.